Hello and welcome to Let's Listen in Love. We hope you're having a great day and a great week. We have an especially exciting podcast today with Miss Patrice Davis. Thank you so much for being here today, Patrice. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. For those of you who do not know, Let's Listen in Love is produced by a nonprofit called Under His Wings with the goal of spreading mental health wholeness across Baldwin County. In an effort to help spur this goal on, we are excited to bring the Prevention and Support Services Coordinator of Baldwin County Schools on today's podcast to help educate people about mental health. We're so excited that you're here with us today, Patrice. Thank you. To our listeners, we do encourage you to listen to our previous episode if you have not already. And if you have not followed us on Instagram at Let's Listen in Love Pod, we really do encourage you guys to do that as we post more content on that platform than we do on our podcast. So we're just going to go ahead and turn this over to you, Patrice. What is it that you do as the Prevention and Support Services Coordinator? In my role as the Prevention and Support Services Coordinator, I supervise a myriad of individuals who work in our school system. Specifically, I work with our school counselors, our school social workers, our on-campus suspension aides, our transition liaison coach, our Section 504 coordinators, our homebound teachers, as well as a um, school resource counselor for Section 504 services. And then we also have any number of community agencies that we are very fortunate to partner with in the school system that provide intervention and prevention resources for our students, hence one of them under his wings. And so um, I work with those and kind of serve as a liaison to help ensure that our schools are knowledgeable about all of those different agencies and the services that they provide. So all of those things, as I oftentimes tell people, keep me extremely busy um, throughout the day in ensuring that all of the needs of our students are met. Thank you for sharing that. We we here at Underbigs really do appreciate school counselors mm-hmm. and really do appreciate any adult that's willing to step in and, and yes. have this mental health discussion with their youth. Yes. Um, so you and, and the people that you administer are very, very important. Um, can you speak to us a little bit about how important it is to take care of your mental health? I think it's extremely important to take care of your mental health. And I think one of the things that we have been working really hard in the school system to do is to remove the stigma of mental health. Mm -hmm. I think in the same vein that we work so much on our physical health, we need to also work on our mental health. And just as we might want to talk about if we have high blood pressure or if we have diabetes or if we're having heart trouble, um, if there is something wrong with us mentally and we're just not quite feeling well, it is okay to address that and talk about it and ask how we can get help and what therapists we might need to see and who we might can turn to to get help. And so in the school system, we're really striving to work with our young people at an early age to let them know it is okay to sometimes not be okay, to not feel well. But if we remove that stigma of mental health and let them know that we want to talk with someone when we're not feeling well, then hopefully um, as they grow into adults, they will remember the things that we've shared with them and taught them so that they will not um, have more problems as adults. Mm, Yes. 
Um, what does a positive mental health look like or what steps can we take to flourish in our own mental health? I think one of the things that we really have to focus on is just self-care. I think we have to really take the time to sometimes just step back and really focus on self-care. Um, you know, finding things to to relax your mind, finding things that you're going to take comfort in. All of us are stressed. Life is stressful. Mm -hmm. Um, Our jobs are stressful. Mm -hmm. Dealing with children, dealing with parents, dealing with spouses, dealing with our jobs, all of those things bring about a certain amount of stress. And no doubt when all of them collide at the same time, and no doubt they do collide several times throughout life all at the same time. Mm -hmm. That can bring about a certain amount of stress and you have to learn what you can do to help relieve that stress. Mm -hmm. And that's different for each of us. So learning things that you like to do, learning things that you enjoy so that you can relieve some of that stress. Is it reading a book? Is it jogging? Is it listening to music? Is it painting? Is it spending time with your friends? Is it watching a movie? Is it simply going to sleep? What is it that you do to practice self-care so that you are not always so overwhelmed and just always on the edge um, and feeling as if you you cannot deal with the pressures and stresses of life? And I think when we learn to deal with that, then we are not so emotionally charged like sometimes adults Mm -hmm. can be. Yes, yes. That's very, very good advice. Mm -hmm. What may a negative mental health look like? Or say like if I were a parent and I had a kid who who I think is struggling with mental health, what are some signs that I would be looking for? I think sometimes anyone who just becomes very withdrawn, I think they are not engaging with their friends. They're not engaging with their family. They are um, to themselves all the time. They're not... um, taking up with their friends. They are not doing the things that they typically would do when you just start doing things that are not in the norm. Um, Then I think you have to start asking some questions. You have to start paying attention. I think sometimes we have to pay attention to what people say. People will oftentimes tell you, I just don't feel like myself, or this is bothering me, or I don't like this or that. And sometimes we tend to dismiss what people say as if it's not a big deal, when in actuality, it is a big deal. And even if it's not a big deal to you, each of us handles things very differently. Mm -hmm. And so we have to learn to respect how someone else feels. And so learn to listen to what people are saying and respect what people are telling us. Um, And those are oftentimes clues because most times people are letting you know when weight, the weight of life is weighing on them. And being a comforting ear is usually one way that we can help to address them. Hmm. So let's say that as a parent, I have a kid and I'm noticing these symptoms in, in a declining mental health in a child. What steps would I as a parent or maybe a community member or grandparent look for in order to ensure a, a, a better mental health or maybe a, a more positive outcome? What steps would you take to help that child? Yes. 
I think one of the first things that you would do once you notice that that this child is something is just not quite right, I think then that you start seeking help for them. And that might be seeking a mental health therapist. That might be seeking a counselor. One of the things that we have in our schools um, is that we try to keep an updated list of therapists that are here in Baldwin County. And we're certainly not endorsing one over the other, but just over the years, um, our counselors and social workers have come to know various therapists in the community. And so we've tried to take the legwork out for parents to say, this is a list. And so instead of you having to get online and Google and look it up, at least we can say, this is a starting point for you. And you can decide once you look at this list, these are people that I might want to research on my own and see who best fits my child, what insurance they're going to take and those kinds of things. But at least it gives you a starting point. But I think just having someone that they can sit down and talk to is a very very good point. Sometimes someone who is um, non-biased, who is um, non-judgmental, sometimes someone who that person may not know, then they may be more apt to open up to and share whatever it is that they're going through. Because again, you simply need a listening ear to get out what is going on. So then you can address what those issues are. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. What does the current overall mental health look like in the Baldwin County school system? I think certainly one of the things that we have begun to see with our students is a lot of anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, our students are struggling and they are sharing with us, particularly in the aftermath of COVID, you know, that they are just very anxious and that they that they are having some mental health issues that, you know, they are struggling Um, with life. I think sometimes our children are forced to deal with adult situations Mm -hmm. that I oftentimes think really is unfair for them. And sometimes, as we know, students have not developed mentally because they're still children. Mm -hmm. And because of that, um, they just don't have the the mental capacities to deal with some of the adult type situations that they need to deal with. So we're forced to deal with those issues because we've got to first get the social emotional issues dealt with before we can address the academics that we want our students to succeed in. Mm -hmm. So those are very important for many of our counselors and social workers to first break those barriers so that we can help our students succeed academically. Mm. What are some things that, um, I guess we just kind of went over this, but I just mm-hmm. want to overview. What are some things that um, we as parents, peers, or community members can do to help strengthen the, the mental health in, in Baldwin County school I, systems? I think one, um, realize and accept that, that you know, we, we do have um, needs with, with our mental health. I think sometimes we tend to want to shy away from topics that are not warm and fuzzy. And and we need to just accept that mental health is, I'm not going to say a crisis, but yet it is an issue. It is something that we need to address. And it's not just in Baldwin County. It's not just in the state of Alabama or South Alabama. It is throughout the United States of America. And so we're not the only ones who are having to deal with this. I think if we look um, in, on any social media platform that you may um, utilize any news station, 
um, any news channel, anything that you look and read, it's not hard to see that there are mental health issues that we're dealing with. And so it's, it's here with us as well. And so I think realizing that and accepting that and then simply getting your child the help. One of the things that we often we had last year was a speaker to come in and talk about anxiety. And so as we as a school system are having these type of speakers to come in and address various topics, I think it's important for parents to come out and support those efforts because one, it's going to give you some tools for your toolbox. They're going to share tips and ideas for how you can help with your students. And then one of the things that we did after the speaker had done her presentation was to make her available for parents afterwards. So that sometimes if you just want to address something one-on-one, you may not have felt comfortable talking about it out in the open. You were able to address that personally so that you could have gotten some advice. She could have shared something or directed that person to somewhere else that they could have gone and gotten some additional information. So all of those are things that we're trying to do to just bring about awareness and to make people more knowledgeable of various things that are going on and what they can do to help their children. Yes. And that's very noble cause and something that's needed. Mm -hmm. So you, you're obviously very in, um, very well, maybe not well known, but you're obviously, your job is to be in charge of mental mm-hmm. health in, in Baldwin County school systems. Um, what impact have you seen through your time working in this position? I think the impact is that, you know, um, hopefully I personally have made an impact. And I think that our counselors and social workers have made an impact. You know, I think anytime that we are working with students, um, we want to be able to, to have some type of influence um, in their life. We want to be able to help our students be successful. We want to be able to help them be productive citizens. We want to be able to help them to grow up um, and, and to have an um, impact in society, to be able to make some type of impact in what it is that they're doing in their communities and with their own families. And they're getting that foundation in the K through 12 setting here in Baldwin County. What are your goals for the school system as far as mental health outreach or mental health care goes? I think for this year, we will simply continue with our mental health um, initiative. We started it last year um, where we really made a concerted effort to focus on mental health. And certainly during the month of May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month, um, each of our schools were tasked with um you know, doing something specifically to bring about awareness, to really focus on and let our students know that um, it's okay to talk about mental health, um, to share resources, to share information. But we want to not just do that in May. We want to do that throughout the entire year. Certainly in September, when we're focusing on suicide. And as we also talk about that, it's not just suicide, but we want to focus on what are some um self-care tips? What are some um, ways that we can 
help ourselves deal with and combat with various issues that we may have so that we don't get to that point of wanting to take our own life? How can we cope? What are coping strategies that we can deal with life? So teaching our students about that um, as we move on over into the month of October, focusing on bullying and being kind and being respectful towards one another. And sometimes not just focusing so much on not bullying, but again, being respectful and being um, encompassive and inclusive of all people. And again, I think that's important not only for students to learn, but as adults, because we never know what people are going through. And I oftentimes say you never will realize sometimes what just a kind word can do for someone, what a smile can do for someone, what just a hug can do for someone. That can make a tremendous difference in the life of someone. So teaching our students that, helping them to understand that all of those are things throughout the course of the year, we're striving to um, impress upon them so that all of this can resonate with them and help them to understand this plays a factor in affecting one's mental health. Mm -hmm. What are some contributing factors or maybe day-to-day pressures that students may face in their school systems? I think sometimes students are just not always very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, students can be cruel and mean and just say things that are just not nice, be it that they want to talk about the way that someone looks, if they want to talk about the clothes that someone wears, if they want to talk about um, the house that someone lives in, if they talk about their families, you know, be it whatever it is that they talk about one another. And so all of those pressures that, that students are dealing with, then it just compounds and it adds to it. You know, sometimes when students don't have the same financial means as another child may have. And so it impacts them to not to be able to do some of the same things that another child may be able to do. And certainly that's not any child's fault. You know, we don't get to choose our parents and our family and our situations. And sometimes those situations that adults are dealing with It's the hand they've been dealt and they're doing the best that they can do. So all of those things, you know, we try to tell our students, just be nice, be kind, be respectful of one another. Mm -hmm. Yes. What are, because we've kind of already talked about Mm -hmm. this again, but just to like, again, resurface this conversation, what are some ways that you and your department work to meet the needs of these students? Certainly with our counselors, um, they, they're going in classrooms and they're teaching classroom guidance lessons to reinforce these these topics that we've been talking about. Our social workers are there and they also, they may not be going in the classrooms in the same way that our counselors are doing, but just as counselors can also have individual one-on-one counseling sessions with students, social workers can do the same thing. Mm -hmm. So they're talking with students about the importance of this. Um, You know, we have these various prevention weeks that we've already mentioned. And I think that those are important because they bring about an awareness. We have um, our partnership with the Jennifer Claire Moore Foundation and we have the peer helpers. And so they also help because it's another level 
of the peer helpers intervening with the students. And sometimes, as we know, our students don't always listen to the adults, but they will listen to students. And so sometimes, you know, that helps as well, that they can talk with the students and one student might can um, have a breakthrough and impress upon another student why you should or should not do something. They can be a mentor to that particular student. Sometimes, as we know, when new students come on campus, their peer helper can instantly be a buddy or friend to that new student so that he or she doesn't feel alone or feel like I don't know anyone and I'm just here by myself. So all of these are things that my department is trying to facilitate to better help our students. Yes. And I'm just going to do a quick little plug here. If our listeners are interested to learn more about the Jennifer Claire Moore Foundation, we actually just interviewed them and they're our last podcast guest. So if you are interested in learning more about peer helpers, peer helpers or wanting to be a peer helper mm-hmm. or wanting to pass that information on to somebody else, please, please go check out that interview um, and learn more about what they do. Um, but anyway, back to our um, interview, yes. Mrs. Mm-hmm. Trees. Um, what would you recommend to parents or peers who want to become more educated on these topics? I would encourage you to talk with the counselors and social workers in your school. We're very fortunate to have social workers now that um, serve all of our schools. Certainly we have counselors in all of our schools and many of them have more than one counselor in their school. I would also encourage our parents to visit our website Um, We have a bevy of resources that are available on our website and um, before the school year, we'll be updating it with even more information. So I would encourage you to look at that um, so that you can get additional information. And on that website, there's this particular tab designated specifically for mental health. And so you will be able to see resources that are available there. But I would just encourage you to ask and talk with others to see any information that you may need. Don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help. Don't feel like you shouldn't talk about it or it's something that's taboo. Because no doubt, one thing that I've learned about anything in life, if it's something that you're curious about or you're thinking about, I can assure you somebody else is also thinking about it. 